Jack Bone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14th reason the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host, I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me is the man to my right, the oh so glorious one, Mr. Nathan Custerson. Nate, how you doing, buddy? You look phenomenal. It sounded like a come on down at the sale of the century, <laughs> Nick Brown. It sounds like a pitch cry. I was thinking more of a Bob Barker Price is Right. Bob Barker um, Price is Right. I've never watched any of their episodes. Never, I, saw how, I was a Larry M. demand. I saw a How I Met Your Mother episode on it once. Oh, was it fabulous? Bar- well, Barney fought Bob was his dad. Oh, no. And I still don't know if it's true or not, actually. That series went to shit at the end. Why do you bring up Bob Barker? I watched a movie which someone else was in a movie with him. I watched The Waterboy last the oh. other night, and then I was just thinking of the infamous fight between Bob oh. Barker and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> what a moment that was. That's insane. That's... What was the better moment? That or fighting the crocodile when he jumps in the fucking no, lake? No, Bob Barker. You've got to be Bob Barker. <laughs> Beats the shit out of him, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, but yes. Who would, who would win in a fight, you reckon? Peak Bob Barker or oh. peak Adam Sandler? Oh, definitely Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, he's a couple t- of those laps. <laughs> he looks really skinny, so it's all bone. Oh, it would, every punch would really fucking Imagine hit. an elbow from that geezer, Nick. Oh, It'd slice you open. Just about as good as an elbow from uh, Deontay Wilder. Did you see the fight yesterday? Oh, I did, Nick. I what watched it. great fight. It's the first pay-per-view I've bought since I reckon UFC 100, when I reckon were 15, and I got everyone over. And Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, too. What a fight that was. <laughs> what a night that was, yeah, Nick. That was fantastic. That was actually great. I'm like, I'm like, boys, let's do this all the time. Never did it again. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing, because like after the Frank Mir Brock Lesnar fight happened, Brock won, and then there was a fight afterwards, and yeah. like the fight's going, people are leaving because yeah. the main event's <laughs> They've happened. already seen them. I was like, why isn't the main event last? <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, that, that's where WWE's gone berserk. They're getting all these WWE championship matches at the start of the events now. I just want Tyson Fury on WWE again. He's coming. He's such a, the Gypsy King, though. He's, he's had two fights in WWE, two wrestling yeah, matches. He, had, he got knocked out twice in the fourth round. Apparently Nathan. 11 mil he got for those 11 appearances. Mil. 11 mil for his WWE Did you see um, after the fight yesterday, what was 11 rounds or whatever it lasted before it uh, before it was over, and at the, afterwards he went to Vegas with Steve Aoki, he was dancing in Hakkasan. After the, afterwards? Uh, yeah, <laughs> wherever the fucking fight was. Was it in Vegas? I think it, it was. was in Vegas, yeah. yes. It was at the um, it was at the T-Mobile Arena where uh, we've both yes. been. Yes. I'd love to go to Vegas, like go to like a big fight in Vegas. Be cool. Yeah. Boxing, especially heavyweight boxing, they've always said Vegas is like, there's no experience like it. Yeah. Like when Mike Tyson was knocking everyone out in the 80s and the early 90s, it was all in Vegas. Yeah. So can you imagine, you just you, you wake up, I reckon, a CD, CD like 11 o'clock in the morning, you go down, have a couple of fucking cocktail arunos, Nick. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. A couple of hot dogs, and then bang, you just get on the fucking syrup, and then you're away for a fight. At what, at what Celebrities age, everywhere. At what age do you think that you could beat up Mike Tyson? Oh. So, like, if, if you're now, if Mike Tyson's... Do you think you can beat up a 15-year-old Mike Tyson, or do you think Mike Tyson beats you? Mike Tyson at eight, me at 20. <laughs> That, you reckon that would be prime me? What about what about prime old, What about gym? old age? Do you reckon old, like him at seventy? Do you reckon oh, you could beat him up, or do you still think Mike no would have fucking, the hands? No chance. You know why? Did you see the shape that he got himself I in don't. last year, oh, after, no. like during COVID? And he comes back as a boxer and has like an exhibition and beats the shit out of the guy because he had to go half pace. He could fight again. He was just sucking down stem cells to try and make him fucking young again. It was what crazy. is it with boxers coming back like old though? George Foreman did it at, like fifty and he won no. the title. Like George, Tyson could do it. Your legacy is solidified. I've got 10 of your grills in my house. <laughs> Rich man, mate. Big yeah, man, too. Big, big fucking man. Mm. Hey, yo, it was my birthday during the week. I was about to say happy birthday, but I can't sing, Nick. So how was your birthday? Oh, it was awful. I bought myself a <laughs> pair of um, soccer boots because I wanted to like, yo, know, I like going down to the Practicing, pitch and yeah. just having... They've taken the nets down, which is the most unfortunate thing because there's nothing more so satisfying. So no rebound, boy. Yeah, and I just like the satisfaction of hitting the nets. Great. Um, I got these new boots, put them on. Fucking tight as shit, and I hit one. I try. I just wanted to toe punt one. You know, oh, usually yeah. side foot toe punt. Yep. Pretty sure I dislocated my big toe. <laughs> 
not kidding. I've not been able to walk right since. It's like that with footy. Like yeah. when you kick a footy now, like if you don't kick it right, it hurts your foot. Yeah. Back in the day, I swear it didn't used to hurt. Oh, we're getting old. <laughs> we're, we're brutal as we're shit now. now aren't we? My God. <laughs> Uh, this Wednesday, Nathan, of course, we're going to be doing a discussion point. Yes, this Nick. one is going to be on the best albums. debut albums Woo! from the scene. Now, yes. I did put a poll on the Silly Goose I Club today goose. just to see what people would go for. Some obvious contenders we will be talking about. Obviously, you know, bands like Parkway Drive yes. and Polaris and Thornhill and North. Who's Lane. fourth in the list, Nick? Um, the Beartooth. Maybe. Oh, uh, static, Revenue. static Revenue. Static yeah. Revenue were in there somewhere. We were last time I fucking checked. Uh, I was, we were ahead of the Mortal Coil for all about six hours. And Rightly I thought, so. I we're, about, we're about to win the whole thing. We're going to win it now. Yeah, it's all right. Meming ourselves to glory. I know, it's unfortunate. But we'll be talking about that Wednesday, talking about our personal favorite scene albums. Um, I tell you what, I, yep. I don't want to... Any spoilers, but I don't think our ones are going to completely match up with the public's one. Oh, God, no. Which is, I think, which is a good thing. I don't right? think I've ever listened to Killing with a Smile, so <laughs> <laughs> that's going to win the public vote. That's going to get you shot. Right, that is going to get you Rightly shot. so, Nick Brown. <laughs> uh, Nate, let's talk music, man, because look, man, festival season's heating up, man. We have got a fair few to talk about, and the newest one, the newest l- little new kid on the block, I guess, my, one of my favorite boy bands, is Despite All My Raged, I'm Still Just a Rat and Uncaged, Nathan. Great festival. Great name. Um, that's so what, Smashing that, Pumpkins are going to... Is that lyrics? That's not We're going to roll with that bullet butterfly wings thing. Imagine if they headline it one day. Oh, fuck that. Um, no, I, I, Smashing Pumpkins are a weird band. I always felt like they were a band that I... like. They seemed like they'd be cool to watch live, but then I feel like I'd be there watching them and I'd be bored out of my fucking mind. They look like one of the bands who would stand still and not do anything. And I want someone, I want every, I want six Jason Butlers on that band. Well, he's a real experimental guy, isn't he, Billy Corgan? He goes, if you're not evolving with your music, you're not doing anything. So they sound different on every album. Mm. So like, you're going to get some good songs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you get some of the old bangers, then you're going to get some new shit. So yeah. I don't like that. It's like when we saw Bon Jovi and they play You Give oh. Love a Bad Name, and then he played half an hour of acoustic <laughs> country songs. <laughs> don't ever bring that back. <laughs> Would he be an MCG guy Like if he came back, Bon Jovi? Um, Did he do the MCG uh, recently? I, I swear don't know if there he, was something announced. Maybe. I don't know. Guns N' Roses, I think, are doing the MCG. Oh, that'd they? be a great show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Paradise maybe. City and the fucking on the G. Imagine the Slash walking down the big ramp. Mm. Oh. Damn it, Nate. Well, anyway, none of them are playing Uncaged. But there are a what few, a travesty. There are a few cool bands playing Uncaged. Um, headlined by Wolfmother, Nathan. Not just uh, Andrew Stockdale is the name I'm going to go with, Nathan. Is that correct? Uh, correct, Nick. That's yes, fantastic. Froman. Froman. Frodo, maybe. Frodo. Yeah, we'll call him. Yeah, okay. Frodo. Uh, and it, there's a lot of cool bands on here, Nathan. Uh, some of my favorites include 12 Foot Ninja, No Future Static are on there, Psychroptic are cool, Drag, Ocean Sleeper, Kingswood. Man, I haven't listened to Kingswood in a long time since like their EP way back when they supported Grinspoon when you got kicked out of that show, Nathan. I funny. did get kicked that out of that funny. show. Uh, Alt, Banks Arcade. Uh, look, overall, Nathan, what do you think of this lineup? How does this compare? Uh, yeah, where, where do you want to leave, leave off with? Well, Nick, I'm going to say this. I think interesting is the best description of this because mm. it's a good range of diversity. I really like that. So that, that, that's something that's good. I think that's merit as well in this being a festival announcement because I still don't know where we're going to be able to get like proper shows. So I think actually getting announced for festivals is the way to go because like realistically now, like you might get one tour next year, but if you jump on a festival run, it's going to be good fun. So yeah. I actually like that they're doing this. I don't like that the timing is really... Like you got fucking Unify, you got now um night and day on New Year's, and now you got Uncaged, like relatively yeah close to each other. I don't like that, but 
People have been away from how long now for gigs? Probably 18 months. months. It's yeah. going to be two years by the time they come around. But um, who like knows? That download might come back, Nathan, and we might get four in the in the first few months. I had a funny story for you. Yeah. Actually, I, I went searching, Nick. So I got my binoculars out and I was looking around <laughs> in my room. I'm an old how man. How big's your room? I'm seen, I'm seen old now, Nick. I'm telling you now. But I, I went looking and um, there was a CD purchase. Like, you remember back in the day, JB Hi-Fi, they used to have like, those boxes. Mm. You'd have like $5 and under CDs. Yeah. Well, Nick, one of the bands on here, I actually bought an album for two bucks. End of fact. Yeah, and I couldn't find. It. No, I, <laughs> I was actually going to bring it to you as a birthday present, oh, but fantastic. there's so many of those like kind of one-hit wonder kind of bands on this lineup. So like, you got a lot of diversity. You got a lot of alt bands, a lot of like new bands, and like Ocean Sleeper on here yep. and Dreg. Yep, and then you got fucking Wolf Mother, and it's just like Psychroptic. We played a show with Psychroptic. Did, Did we? we? Oh, we opened up and they played last at one of those fucking shows. Remember when we came third in that battle of the ah, bands? Yeah, yeah. And Psychroptic played last at one of the shows. And we saw it and we we're like, what is what this? A, one of the many battle of bands we were robbed at. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. they put us on and Psychroptic played afterwards. And I'm like, we don't sound anything like that band. <laughs> like the most extreme band of all time. But yeah, nah. It surprised me. Like, I, I thought it was going to be a lot of dad rock, and like we got a lot of our kind of rock, so yeah. like, I, I was happy with it in the end. Yeah, me too. I, again, we always say this, and I, I feel like a broken record sometimes dad saying it. Me. Good get. Dad loves a great get. Uh, but, I've like, never seen him. You do have this... You know, this idea of, you know, first announcement, you have a clean slate, you have a free, it's a free swing, right? Like, yes. it's like, you know, you get a free crack at it, it's like a free hit in 2020 cricket kind of thing. It doesn't matter if you go out, it doesn't matter. Like you're Just setting, stick cricket? you're setting your own bar, 2020 cricket, not stick cricket. Oh, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't bring my childhood back into this. And uh, I think they've done really well here, man. I think it's cool diversity. I think the local bands, like, I don't think this is... Yo, I, I don't know if I would call this a major festival. I don't think that would probably be the right way. I think this is much closer to, and I don't want to disrespect this festival either, but it's much closer to Invasion than it is to Night and Day or Unify or Good Things or Download or anything like that. But it's still a really cool festival to be a part of. There's some amazing acts who are getting their first gig. I'm, I'm so stoked to see bands like Future Static get their first. I think this is going to be their first like major festival run. Or I just said they're not a major, but you yeah, know three what I mean. dates, Nick. <laughs> three dates, three dates. I did see. I think the last Martyr on here, and if I I am correct. Um, Saturday, January 22, they're playing Brisbane uh, for Uncaged, but they're also playing Unify that weekend. So they, oh must, they must be playing the Friday, I would say. That's fucked. At, at Unify and then playing, going across to uh, up to Brisbane and then playing the Saturday. That's a cool weekend. I did see that. That's going to be magnificent. And like, shout out to those bands that are playing the multiple kind of gigs now, which is really cool. Last Martyr, they've had a big year. They had a decent single at the start of the year as well. So... And they got signed this year as well, didn't they? Mm. To Grayscale? Could be. Nah, definitely not UNFD? Nah, UNFD? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I've, I'm going insane. But like you say, seeing Future Static, that was a massive get because we're friends with all of them. And to see them all post that, because I was at work when it got announced. But mm. then when I saw all the posts on Facebook, I'm like, holy shit, this is really exciting yeah. for them. And like, to actually see bands grow and play a festival slot now, it's really, really cool. Any other bands that kind of stick out to you, Nate? Like I, Circles, I, Nick. Yeah, Circles. Circles going to be great. Yeah, I, I really love that. Obviously, seeing Dreg. We've had that tour that they've announced for like a year now. We still yeah. haven't seen it. So this won't be the first time we get to see them on that run. But um, The Omnific, they actually had an album that came out this week, Nick Brown. They're a kind of funky, alt-core kind of... I don't even know how to describe them, but they're a cool little band. But dude, like you say, 12 Foot Ninja. Yeah. They're going to have their album out by that stage. I can't fucking wait to see that. But yeah, Wolf Mother as well. We've seen Wolf Mother probably five, six times, but seeing them at a festival headliner slot... Yeah. 
I reckon those songs are going to go over well. Like, when you see Woman again live, that's a fucking banger. And with yeah. 10,000 people jumping around, if we get 10,000 people. Yeah, I don't think 10,000 is a bit if much. We get a, if we get a couple of thousand people bouncing around at a song like Woman and Joker and the Thief, that's going to be a really fun time. Yeah. I, How I, many stages do you reckon they'll get? I reckon it's going to be two. Just, you go for the two? Uh, I'm going to say by the, by the amount of bands, I think it has to be two, maybe three. But... So you reckon like the dad rock stage with like the magic dirt to the world? Well, I, and... I hope Wolfmother have no clashes. I hope they are out by themselves. So, yeah, because yeah. like, as you say, Wolf. I, I don't mind festivals where the last band are more of just a stand around and kind of drink with your mates and yes. you can almost have a chat while like we well, come to together. It. You come yeah, together like, to talk about the day. I don't want to I don't want to mosh during the last band. I'm going to be fucking cooked by that stage, Dave, and I'm going to just be trying to survive. It's like that Halo mission, just survive. That's my survive. that's my objective at that stage of the day. But like during the day, that's where I want to have my fun and that. And like yeah, as you say, congregate with your mates. There was like an interesting comment I saw on this, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on yes, this. Yes, um, somebody posted on the Wall of Sound Community of Legends Facebook group. Um, I don't want, won't say the name just because um, maybe they don't want their name to be said. Uh, they said, "Hey everyone, with the drop of the Uncaged Festival, it got mm. me thinking about how festivals are lining." are listing their lineups in alphabetical order. And you know what? I don't reckon I'm a fan, to be honest. When you don't list, list the bands in order of appearance, you can, can't can tell how much of a big deal they are and gauge what time of the day they'll be playing. Um, they say a couple more things, but I just wanted to get your opinion because it is well, like this... It's a newer thing that's only happened the last few years. It's a good topic. Um, um, yeah, we, is there a preference, Nate? Do you give a shit? Like, what do you what do you see there? Well, not really, dude. Because to be honest, like, if you're not headlining, like, to be honest, you're underneath that. So, yeah. like, you you really at a festival, you get your couple of headliners. So, like, we got Polaris and um, Parkway for night and day. You got Parkway, clearly the biggest band at the top. Polaris underneath that. You got your multiple headliners, and underneath that, they went. Um, Alphabetical order too, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, Unify went alphabetical order, and now Uncaged done that. So I actually like that, Nick. I actually think it's quite like visual on the eye to actually see that. I do enjoy seeing the trophy eyes make their way through the Unify ranks and seeing it that way as well. But in this day and age, too many people have their feelings hurt when it comes to these things. We've seen yeah. big bands. We saw Sam Carter win a wanker of the week for this yeah. entire thing. Architects were smaller on a font. Then Parkway. And on, uh, yeah, with that, that Netherlands the Rio, festival. The, yeah, yeah the, or the Gerard. The, the the Ger- yeah, Air. so like, if there's bands that big that are getting that Nick is in a twist over a fucking yeah. slot on a poster, like, it must be the same with like these local bands who like think they're bigger than others. But if everyone's on the same pedestal, you got your headliners at the top. It looks great, I think. Yeah. I and, like and it. E- and even still, I don't think it matters. you do see, like, as you say, you know, you like to see bands progress like Polaris yes. or Trophy Eyes. But you do see that by what time they do play. You know, like as you will say, exactly. Polaris and Trophy Eyes, you know, they'll be playing later. Yeah. If you can't tell who aren't, who's going to be playing later out of these bands, then you probably haven't listened to enough of these bands. Well, right? They don't post the fucking festival times when they actually put, put the poster of the bands yeah. up. So it doesn't really matter what they are on the fucking thing you don't know what time they're playing anyway i saw some people compare it to soundwave as oh. well as in like you know someone was like um oh well what what would you do that for soundwave you know where you got metallica lincoln park blink white 2 and the rest are in alphabetical order that's and i'm like that's these, a different these are beast, it's a different animal isn't it like they're they like 80 is, bands on this this is like the biggest meals. festival like australia's ever seen and we're going to compare it to this like no i don't want to say local festival but it's closer to a local festival than it is a big festival Nick, kind of we'll be playing at fucking four in the afternoon <laughs> at a soundwave they're the headline of bands on stage nine. On stage eight, exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell, woman. But no, like you say, like there's a whole different beat. Like if you're talking a festival like a sound wave, mm. 
I'm all for going the size, the font, whatever that is, because you've got 20 bands that are capable of headlining. And there's that many, that's that much money involved. Yes. That you're going to want to, if you're paying the Osprey, say, I have no idea, yes. zero clue, say, I'm paying the Osprey 100K for their tour of Australia, yep. whatever it is, you better want to put them on the first floor high up <laughs> and not put them thing. down at T or O because no. they're, they're D, because it starts with T. Well, you want your headliners to sell the tickets. So yeah. you need them in the biggest font, you need them up the top, and you need to know that they are going to be the ones to sell the tickets. Like, you're not relying on, the local bands on this show to sell it. Wolf Mother's the name. Wolf Mother's going to be the big draw. But the alternative bands that we got, we got a lot from our scene that are there to give us like not just one Easter egg, but six or seven to yeah. go see. So I think they've done a nice job. Absolutely, and I think that this is be a one fun of, day, Nick. Oh, be a great day! Like the this, Gravity a, by the Super G's is one of the great songs ever. <laughs> there's a band called the Hard Ons, Nathan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard of them, but I'm not too sure. Oh, like, fucking Nick! There's a band playing Black Sabbath songs. What is it really? Nick, the, the um, oh, what are they called? There's a cover band. They're called oh, Frankie's World Famous House Band. They play cover songs. Like they just they're they're a cover band. <laughs> yeah, just says play, play Sabbath, Nick. Not even doesn't even say Black no. Sabbath. Just says play Sabbath. It's our chance to see Ozzy in the flesh God, after he fucking. We should have we should have played Rage Against Machine songs. We could have been on this fucking festival. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, basically do anyway. Well, but yeah. static revenue playing the second Uncaged Fest. Who well, knows? Yeah, <laughs> we'll be headlining that. One hundred percent headlining. Nick. <laughs> what do you reckon the cap will be for something like this? Oh, I reckon. What was the first Unify three k? Yeah, three k. I reckon similar to that. If they might get to five k, they're lucky. But I'd say three k. I reckon it will be. I reckon, the val- I reckon it's at the Velodrome. I, I have no idea what the cap caps are for that. Um, it could be anywhere up to three, four, three to four k. I think they'll get two to three k there. Well, full um, tilt. I, I'd be surprised if they got more than three k. I well, think that'd be a lot. Thinking back to the full tilt lineup when I first saw that, I'm like, that'll get five k. I thought yeah. that would get five k, and that was at the Velodrome. So they're yeah. probably ticketing for that five k. But like you say, I don't think they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> And there's no like huge, huge draw. Even no. like on full tilt, you know, you had like Northlane, who are let's be honest, big. Northlane are bigger than Wolf yes. Mother. Like oh, yes. I know people might go the reunion might be a big draw, but I don't know. I don't know if they're that band anymore. I'm, I might be off here. But if it was Silverchair, different story. Oh, Nick. if they were Silverchair, you'd they'd, they'd be going to the Melbourne Showgrounds. Like, they'd have <laughs> it'd to be go huge, the, they'd be fucking great. Oh god, imagine when is that going to happen? That will happen one day. It's got to happen. It's right? definitely going to happen. All I want to see is Freak Live and Israel's Son and tomorrow. And okay, they've got a few good songs. Yeah. <laughs> cracking bloody set list they would have. My God, God Nick. Damn it. But like you say, Wolf Mother, like giving getting back as a reunion, clearly the big band, but how much do they draw now? Who knows? It is a bit um yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But congrats to every band who's on it, yeah. Like um if Future you are static, that is so good. Yes, so sick. So I was listening to their is it Fatalist, their EP yep. from was yeah. it last year? I had to listen to that during the week, Nick. Quite good. Like listening back now, like I liked it at the time, but it holds up really nicely. I, I so. remember um, after the that EP came out, um, which is a cool EP, and I've listened to it since, and it's very cool. Um, very excited to see what their new stuff's like. But uh, for sure, I was talking to one of the members, and it's probably about a week after I put up put up a review of it, and uh, they like came up to me. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" It's like, oh, "I saw you. You saw you um, reviewed the EP." Oh, the EP. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you gave it the lowest score out of everyone." <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it wasn't even a bad score. No. It was like a seven-two or like a seven-three, which is a good score, and it's a genuine seven-two, not a fake seven-two. Have we talked about? We've talked about. I swear, a few weeks ago about ratings for your your bands and people overreacting. Yeah, like, a seven's still really good. You should not be getting pissed off. At I that. always think it to me if five's average, three, uh, six is a bit above average. Seven is good, absolutely good. It is. Um, eight's great, nine's amazing, and ten's perfect. Like, and if you're anywhere between those, like seven and above, you're in a good. You've had a, a decent spot, release. Yeah. Anything below it, eh, you're probably doing not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of ratings, Nathan, and that kind of leads me on to Wanker of the Week. Oh, no. Um, I wanted to kind of get this out. <laughs> Wanker of the Week this week goes to Metal Injection. 
Um, so Metal what Injection, buggers, dude, the Nick? website uh, came out and they put out a review of the new Trivium album. Now, I have no idea what the album's called. I don't listen to Trivium. No, Nick. Um, but I don't know if it's any good. Dave, you've listened to the album, haven't you? Nick, I listened to it for the first time today. And uh, uh, one, one word re- re- review. <laughs> consistent. Consistently shit? I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to say consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so Metal Injection um, put out a review and gave the new Trivium album a 5 out of 10, right? Then they deleted the review, gave the album to a different writer, oh, no. and then put up a new review, Went back giving on it. it a 9 out of 10. No! Yeah. Metal Injection! <laughs> You're kidding me! And uh, Alex, formerly of Killing Stereo, yes, uh, yes. put up a tweet kind of saying, absolute cowards, if you don't... Uh, if, if you don't uh, like the new Trivium album, that's fine, but own oh the review, God. stand by it, don't delete and assign another writer to cover it in a f- far more positive manner. That's that's uh, disingenuous, uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's happened to me before, but like, th- it's just so fucking comical. And like, you know, it's it's a weird one because I, I see certain people comment on this, how ridiculous it is. And like, you know, some people are like, oh, but they've paid, you know, they've paid these sites to review it. And I have no idea if money actually gets exchanged or like what gets exchanged for a review or if it's just like an email. We just get emails. We do not get paid to put reviews up. Otherwise, we, if we did, we wouldn't anymore. We're drinking more than cracking right now, Nick. Yeah, um, but there is like this thing of, it's always a very weird incentive, and I, I don't think I'm bad. I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. But like, I had this situation when Kali Yuga came out from In Heart's Wake, and it was about a month or two before the album was going to drop. Usually, I would have got the album by that stage, but I hadn't. So I emailed Unif- UNFD, and I was like, "Hey, like, you know, just interested. Like, is are we can we get a copy of that for review?" And they kind of like came back to me in a way of like, "Oh." Um, you know, we're actually not giving this review out to many people, but I think we can sneak you in. Oh. And as if, like, I was a very special person. VIP. Yeah, and I was like, Nick. I've never had an issue with a UNFD album. It also made me think, oh, this album's going to suck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They like, fucking knew, yeah, Nick. It's like, when, it's like when movies don't get reviewed before it's released. Usually that's a sign, or uh, games as well, where that's a sign of, oh, the review, the, uh, the game or the movie's crap because they, they're too scared to give it to reviewers beforehand. They don't want to skew people's opinions and kill the, the numbers that it's going to do. The whole DC kind of case. Yeah, and, and I remember. Well, I remember UFD like kind of making it out as if I was like really privileged to get this um, review of this album, and I and like almost trying to sway me to give it a positive review. I didn't give it a positive review. I gave it like a five or something like that. A five. If Nick. I was giving it a re-review, it probably three. get down to a three or a four. Like say. it just has not aged well at all that album. But I just think that's it's an interesting kind of discussion point of like how publications and how we kind of get albums and how you're supposed to review it and you know it is a bit of cat and mouse where like if you don't give someone a good review that label is going to be like well fuck them they're not giving us good reviews why should we send them albums but then it kind of creates this idea of like what should you tell the truth or should you just pander so you can get future reviews you know what i mean you don't want to kiss arsenic, uh, but think- that sometimes that's the only thing you can True. do to get a re- to get keep getting albums. If I gave every UNFD album a, a three out of ten, they would just eventually not give me the, re- they'd the albums because yeah. they'd be like, "Well, fuck them. They're not giving it to them." And even if that's my genuine opinion, they'd yeah. be like, "Well, you know, you're not doing it the right way." It's like, "Well, should I lie? Should I just give it a seven or an eight out of ten if I'm not happy?" Because that's the thing that happens now. It you does. It is a very album, kiss ass yeah, industry. A bad album gets a seven out of ten, and yep. as we we're saying just before, like when we give a seven out of ten, we like to think at least that's a genuinely that means good that's yeah, actually decent, actually yeah. good not seven out of ten because you know that's the the bare minimum we're allowed to give yeah. I, i've seen so many publications that don't give anything less than a seven out of ten uh, other than if it's like an album that's getting like absolutely shat on by the uh the entire, by everyone yeah. yeah so they can kind of jump in and kind of that gang you know uh gang, up gang mentality, mentality yes yeah, no dude well i honestly think if you 
not being honest with your like reviews on anything, whether it's sport, whether it's like music, whether it's movies, whether it's, whether it's anything, you got to be truthful because otherwise your word doesn't really have any credibility. I, yeah. I don't think so. Like if you're listening to a music, well, sorry, a song, a fucking EP, an album, it doesn't matter what it is. If you don't like it, you're allowed to say it. It doesn't mean that you're wrong or you're right or whatever it is. Like it, it's just your opinion. And unfortunately, like you say, people nowadays are too scared to vent what they really think. So. I did yeah. see I did see something the other day. Um, someone posting about you know old I could probably hate your band stuff. You yeah, know, like kind of how that was a bit of a cesspool towards the. I end. did and, see that, yes. and that was a weird thing. Like back in the day, because we kind of were a band during that the peak of that time. <laughs> yes. and I remember we kind of sent our song sent our song out to them, kind of expecting it, and kind of hoping it got roasted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, to the point like the idea was back then, and I don't. It did turn into something a lot worse. But at the, there was, it was a time, kind of a meme about well, it. Well, yeah, you yeah. kind of wanted them to roast it and then post it on their page because then at least That's it would. Dr- it would draw traffic. Publication. Any, any, yeah. pub, any publicity is good publicity kind of Eric thing. Eric Bischoff. And, uh, and I saw some people go like, you took a bit of a swipe at, uh, at Kill Your Stereo yeah. and, um, and, and Alex and kind of saying, well, Kill Your Stereo took over that mantle. I'm like, nah, I don't think they did. I think Kill Your Stereo is one of the early, uh, and Mikey of all people, the, my mortal enemy, uh, Baldy Locks. Baldy uh, Locks, <laughs> Kind oh of came God. out and said, like, he's the only review I give a shit about because I always feel like it's actually honest. Like, there's actually, there's genuine honesty there. Like, getting a 9 out of 10 from insert publication it doesn't mean that much no, getting the, getting an 80 plus on kill your stereo that massive. means it's excellent like that actually means it's great exactly because like you say like there's so like there's no in between like he was either all in kind of thing or like he didn't like it and he was, wasn't afraid to say that yeah. and he wasn't just going to talk about it he wasn't just going to write a couple of sentences he had fucking like paragraph after paragraph to back up what he was talking about mm. so alex was a great reviewer and like you say it was sad to see kill your stereo go but i'm pretty sure he's still doing a couple of reviews i'm not sure yeah. where that's at what's going on like in pitch the future hit, he's like pitch hitting for other publications yeah <laughs> which is really good because like you say he is the best probably blogger in the music scene at reviews so like especially now scene and like you say they did take that mantle but they're actually he had credibility behind it whereas yeah. the kill your stereo i mean the 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 I probably hate you band thing was kind of a meme. Yeah, and towards the end it got very it got pretty toxic. It was, end. yeah. It, it got to it got I heard a lot of people. And that's, in it. that's what happens at the you know mm. when something gets so big, you know, it gets it out of everyone's hands. Yeah. Uh now pot shots. Yeah. Pot shots, Nick. Quick yes. Questions, quick answers. Yes. You want to go first? Want me to go first? No, you go first, Nick. Nathan, Boy Division <laughs> type of days is better than Grave Minds Conduit, yay or nay? Oh, I'm gonna say Nay. Mm-hmm. Only purely because Actually, they're very even, like, to be honest. They are both the same year. Was it 2018? 19. Or 19. So, 19. I'm losing my mind, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> when we actually, we went to the launch of the of the Conduit, Conduit launch, which is really cool. I had, like, all the vinyls, all the CD, the setup. We actually had a listening party, which I had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. We are kind of standing there listening to the songs. And I wasn't really into Deathcore, Nick, but this album kind of felt like it was more to, yeah. to that. And that really, I, I don't know, just hit, hit somewhere really special. I mean, then we did the takeover, saw it at Invasion, saw it at Unify, seen it a bunch of times, and then Void... We didn't really, we weren't huge on Void before Hyper Days. So, like, before this album, they kind of turned the corner with us, and that album was so cool. Adrenaline's one of the great songs. It was just really, really enjoyable to listen to that. If Only's a great song. I think they had four songs of Babylon in the the, the 100. We had a great amount of songs in that 100 that year, and they're very, very similar. I tell, you, I tell you what, you should. I don't know if you haven't recently, but during the week, you should yep. listen to Hyper Days in full. Uh, there's something about that album. Yep. I don't know what it is, but it has really high replay value. And yes. It doesn't go very long as no, well. It it's an easy a- listen. Absolutely. Yep. What do you got for me, man? Uh, Nick, for you, Crossfaith are cooked, yay or nay? Yeah, Crossfaith, absolutely, yay. Yeah, I... Uh, yay, yes. In terms of like their musical quality, they're cooked. Like I just don't think they've been... 
interesting in a long time. Um, they're always going to be a draw when it yep. comes to their live shit, and that's for even though I do think they're musically cooked, I would always go see them live because they're going to be a highlight all yep. the time. You know that unified performance. That um, what's the song they performed? Um, a on, catastrophe. A catastrophe. Uh, yeah. yeah. On uh, they've got on the YouTube. That's slowly. That's catching up to Diana's murder as the the biggest most viewed YouTube video on out of all the unify Ooh. unify ones, which is pretty cool because of that. They got a new song, Nick. Yeah, what's it called? Feel Alive. Oh, that's cool. I'm pretty sure there's a Greatest Showman song called Feel Alive as well, and that's definitely better than this. No, you (laughs) bitch. Go for me, Nick. What Uh, have I got? Nathan, Void of Vision theme I've got here. Oh, Void of Vision have cracked the formula on how to keep an album relevant, yay or nay. So obviously, I'm talking about the features and stuff we talk Redux, yeah, that they released 18 months after the release. Now. I, I liked Hyper Days when it came out. I would listen to it for a, you know, a few months afterwards yep. and all that. And then, obviously, naturally, your albums go out of your cycle. Yep. This brought it back in. And now, all of a sudden, I have created this playlist of uh, of the 11 songs that are on the album. And I picked split. my favorites. Yeah, I picked yep. my favorites, whether it's the original one or the Redux. And it's created this unbelievable experience for me, Nathan, where I kind of... I'm Again, this might be just something that could be uh, done in the future. Dude, well, that's where I actually was going to go back to the first question and say yay again towards Void being better than Conduit because the second, the, the redux, as you say, of Hyper Days really pushed it over the edge with like songs with Jacob and bloody, mm. bloody Jamie from Polar. Like, they had some great features yeah. on that. We went through them in a pot shot a bunch of times ago. The Up Late remix? The Up Late remix was sick. And like, honestly, like, as you say, like, getting those features across, hopefully moving forward, Void can have a mixture of both because, like, their electronics they did on that album was really experimental for like for them yeah. what they were doing with the sound and hopefully they've definitely got new stuff in the in the work. Absolutely, so yeah. when they release that new album, whenever it is, well, I'm really excited for it. Well, they said um, when I talked to Jack a couple of weeks ago that they had a new. I think there was a new song coming out next month. Um, they had go. something coming out next month. Well, we got the lonely people, didn't we? Yeah, we got so the lonely we got people. That, yeah. The beautiful people. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I say that. Oh, the lonely people. Oh, <laughs> the yes. lonely people. What do you got for me, mate? Nick Brown. So. Um, Uncage Fest is the diversity heavy festivals need moving forward in Australia. Yay or nay? Nay. Oh, you want more? Oh, no. Just- <laughs> no, no um, good things 2019 had all the diversity you needed. That was the perfect festival. Yep. Um, I think we should look back at that festival in weeks to come in terms of our midweek stuff. And just yep. like when we look back at festival stuff, we've talked about doing that. Yep. And we will look back at that and be like, man, they had stuff for everybody. They did. This is a great lineup um, on Cage and it definitely has a cool little sprinkling of everything. And like seeing local bands next to bands who are a bit more established is really cool. But uh, yeah, I think other festivals have probably done a little bit better of a job of mm. it overall. The only reason I think a little bit about it with Uncaged, mm. I think if we're going pure Aussie bands, say the next 12, 18 months, yeah. They're going to have to go outside of just the scene. So like night and day, balance the scene really well. Unify does the same. There's a couple of bands here and there that pop in. I think if we're going to move forward, you're going to have to bring fucking the, like, I I don't like saying it, but like the living ends. Pendulum. The grinners, the the, the living ends, the pendulums, and combine them with our things. Because we could get, honestly, if we combine, like if we made our ultimate festival, that should be another midweek show. Yeah, it should. We could have the best lineup of all time, I reckon. But like you say, Uncaged, it's... Early days, so we'll see what happens. Last one for you, Nathan. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Jack the Big Mac Bergen. All Void of Vision theme, this one. This is really big. <laughs> <laughs> Void of Vision theme. I've been enjoying them this week, oh, mate, I like I'm it. sorry. Yes. Uh, Jack the Big Mac Bergen is Australia's uh, answer to Jason Butler. <laughs> Yay or nay? <laughs> Yay. You know why, Nick? Because he's probably the most hyped actual vocalist in the scene, for sure. Climbing fucking scaffolds and yeah. doing that stuff that Jason does. And I don't know if he copies him in that regard, but like, I love the energy he has. And like we saw him, I'm pretty sure, pre- 
like us liking them. There was a night, uh, I don't know what kind of night, well, there was an AM, PM. I think it was an AM, Yeah, we yeah. saw him at um that the, the the next venue, whatever it is, and he was just bouncing around in time. I'm just like, this guy's got so much energy and he screams so good live, and I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm all in on that. Uh, like Nick, that. the last one for you, we'll get you Parkway before night and day, yay or nay? Yay, I... I think this is more just I hope, yes. <laughs> but um, I, look, I would I think if we don't get new Parkway beforehand, I think they'll debut a new song at Night at the, and Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if Night and Day is big enough for them to do that, mm. but you know, I would say that we probably get something beforehand. Do you reckon it'd be a midnight song? How cool would that be? The countdown, boom into a new track. Do you reckon nah, that'll work? Or you nah, just go. Got to go. Got to go. Classic go at classic, the midnight yeah. because if you go a new track and be like, what the fuck's this? I want put. I would even go put Carry It on, and that's me. I hate Carry It. I'm gonna be like, what the fuck's this anyway? What's the, what's the midnight song? <laughs> Oh, it's got to be fucking Deliver Me. Yes, thank you. Deliver Me, just that fucking brutal <laughs> start. <laughs> Imagine that. Like you say, Cannon, one, two, three, Deliver Me, like you said last week. Oh, oh my God. No, three, two, one. You're going to go down from 10. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> that would be so, be so good. good. Yes. Uh, Nate, let's talk new music, man. It's yes. Been, it's been a little bit of cool shit that's come out. Couple. Um, you mentioned something off mic, uh, off an, mic an yes. EP oh, yes. that came out that I've actually been jamming out a fair bit. You have? Uh, who is it? Who are they? What's the EP? Rated out of 10. Uh, Nick, so the EP is by a band called Signals. Really weird kind of spelling with the kind of like the yeah, kind of go on the em. number vibes. I, did, I didn't even know it was Signals until someone posted about it and wrote the thing as Signals. That's how dumb I am. Boycott them. <laughs> the actual EP title actually describes you as a person, Nick Brown. It's called Disgrace. And I'm songs in 19 minutes. No, I really, they've done a great job. There's yeah. a couple of really nice tracks here. I, I, I think Waste Away is a really good song. We've got a really tasty guitar work. Bury Your Dreams featuring kind of our very own, one of our beloveds, Tom Drizzen is of yes. um, Outsider. was a really cool track. They got some real old school Northlane vibes, I thought, on this yeah. this album, especially the vocals. I, I just thought it was really good. A couple of bouncy parts. This is the hardcore sound that we've kind of not invented, but this is what we're kind of perfecting in Australia. So yeah. to get another one of these bands in the alpha kind of realm is kind of cool because we need more moving forward in the starve kind of world. So yeah, I, I enjoy it. I really like this. Um, I think the closing track has some blasties in it, which is really cool and has almost like this cheeky little guitar lead slash solo that I kind of- I created I kinda, the word cheeky. I kind of like. You, you did not create the word cheeky. <laughs> no, I didn't. Fucking bastard. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually quite enjoy this all the way through. It does wear a lot of its influences on its sleeve, but this is, I think, their first EP. So that is going to happen. Like there nice are artwork. There are very few. There are. This is nice. Very nice colors. Aqua. Aqua. <laughs> I think it was a deep shade of teal. Oh, teal. <laughs> I, oh, no, I love that. I have no fucking clue. I'm colorblind. <laughs> you piece of trash. But yeah, no, I actually. I, I gave this probably three or four spins yes. over the weekend, and that's more than I've listened to a new release in a two day period or three day period. How long, Nick? Since six months? Three since, months? Since Hyper Days came out. Oh my God. No, I don't Three know. Years. I don't know. Since, oh. since Donda came out, actually. Sorry, I'll say. That's, that's the odd one. Donda in your 30 yet, Nick? No, Donda's in my 50. Donda's not in my 30. Oh, people were coming take. at us. So we've done our top 30 albums each. Mm. So the last couple of weeks. People are saying like, oh, why didn't this get in? Why didn't that get in? Like, when you actually do 30 albums, if you listen to a lot of music, it's very, very hard yeah. to fit 30 albums into 30. So our hundreds, I reckon our hundreds will still be stacked. So oh, like, yeah, get in the 30, but... Like you say, Don is great. Nick, see you Space Cowboy have a new song with a man called Aaron Gillespie related to Dizzy Gillespie. What band's he from, Nick? Under Oath. Correct. He's yes. the drummer slash clean singer. Oh, is he, Under is he a drummer? He's a dude. Fucking drummer. Go dude. back and watch <laughs> early Under Oath with him 
it's it's. I don't know how he plays and yeah. sings. He, he's a fucking. He's unbelievable. Is he as good as the spider bit? Bait man. Whoa, cram, bam, bam, You know, cram's not even the vocalist. Yeah, I know. What, I what know. a travesty <laughs> after listening to that. But it, so the song's called "Intersecting Storylines to the Same Strategy." That is a shit title. <laughs> that's a shocking it's title. The with, that's the problem with these fucking like the Sea Space Cowboy bands. They're like. Too technical for their own good. They're too MySpace for their own That's good. That's exactly yeah. right, the MySpace. But this is a really cool song. Nick, another song by an uh, UNFD artist. Okay. Up Late. Up Late, yes. I really like this song. song's called Diva. Yes. Another song describing you. <laughs> you bitch. Was that me? I'm the, you. You're the disgrace. I'm the Fuck Diva. You. Well, sorry, but dude, I'm I feel like you. Up Late's continuously taking shots at us. Another they, good one, though, Nick. Yeah. They put out a, a song they released a few uh, months ago that was had the, the chorus, I know you peaked in high school, I know you peaked the high school, and I feel like they might as well just tag at Backbone Takeover. <laughs> Definitely coming at us. <laughs> But like you say, there's been a lot of singles that he's that they've released. So Tidal Wave, you peaked in high school, you left me on Red 2020, Fuck You, Alone. Got a lot of songs that he's been yeah. dropping the last couple of years. So that's an exciting group. I like that. Yeah, and it's got like the death metal logo, I think, at the moment, which is really oh, cool. Yes, Nick. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Big fan of what's going on you here. You know what I'm a fan I of? I would like to see them play Unify. Oh, uh, him play Unify. Him? Yeah. yeah, it is. Sorry, it's Max from yeah. um, After Touch. And what was the other name of the other? I don't know the other name of the band. <laughs> but, but Nick, you know what else I like? Yeah. I like quizzes. You like quizzes? I love quizzes. Okay. Are you good at quizzes? Mate, I'm the quiz master. <laughs> if you get more than eight on this, I'm going to be very, very impressed. Okay. Brand. Quiz eight. question one. True or false? Don Broco's false. original name was Don Loco. Fuck you. Um, it has to be false. <laughs> it's true, <Yeah>. Nick Brown. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know another name they were called? What? Club Sex. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> what a name. Club Don- Sex is way better than That's Don so Broco. Much. I-, I was actually going to say Club Sex, but yeah, no, Nick. Two, which band dropped the album Escapades during the week? Was A, Slackjaw, B, Vela Maya, C, Trivium, or D, The Omnific? I don't know any of those bands except the Trivium. Except Trivium. Trivium. <laughs> Correct. Yes. It's not them. It's, no. it's The Omnific. I gave you, you I gave you a little tease earlier when we are talking about Uncaged. Ah, they released true. an album on The Omnific. But Nick, three, how many fights has Tyson Fury won? Was oh, it A, fuck. 29, B, 30, C, 31, or D, 32? I'm not going to get one of these questions right. Oh, no, Nick, I'm telling you, you're going to come back. two. Sorry, it was C31, no! Nick. Zero for three, four, Nick. Bit of a history wind back for you. What song has more streams on Spotify? Yep. Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train, or Van Halen, Panama? Oh, Panama. That's a great guess, Nick, because it's wrong as well. <laughs> 384 million no. for Crazy Train. Those fucking metalheads with Ozzy versus Panama, 220 mil. Sorry, I should have given you Jump by Van Halen, which is 514 million streams. But Nick, five. What album came first? Parkway Drive, Deep Blue, or Amity Affliction, Young Bloods? Oh, fuck. This is a great one. This They're is a great quiz. They're both 2010, aren't they? Are they? Mm, Deep Blue is definitely 2010. <laughs> correct. Um, Young Bloods is 2010. Mm, correct. Is it correct? Correct. Okay. It's a great guess. I'm going to go mm, um, Young Bloods came first. Oh, Nick, you're back in the game. One out of six. got to get everyone right here from go. here on, Nick. Sorry, one out of five. Nick, six. Who was the band that announced a tour alongside Atlas during the week? Was it A, 2319, B, Aparte, C, Alienist, or D, Elysian? Alienist. Correct, Nick Brown. Two out of six. You're coming on. home strong. This is unbelievable. Pick Nick, C, pick C, seven. Pick C. What song has more views on YouTube? Oh, it's a great fuck. one. Lincoln Park in the end or System of a Down Chop Suey? It has to be in the end. Oh, wait. No, YouTube came around in mm. like 2009. Mm. Chop Suey mm. came out in like 2005 or something like 2004. I don't know when it, whenever that came out. Um. I'm not going to say anything, Nick Brown. I'm pretty uh, sure it was 03. 
It's got to be... It's got to be Chop Suey. Chop Suey's got the more iconic um, film clip. Chop Suey. Toxicity was 01 that album came out. So oh, Chop Suey really was 2001 <laughs> and in the end was 2000 from Hybrid Theory. Well, that doesn't so. really add to any of my arguments. <laughs> so you're going Chop Suey? Yeah, okay, Chop Nick Suey's Brown, unfortunately, it is in the end by Linkin it Park. 1.2 billion views on YouTube versus System of a Down, Chop Suey, 1.1. Billion views, ah, both over a billion. That's they with are a B. Billions. <laughs> Unfucking real. Nick, hey, which band dropped the single pieces of you during the week? Was it A, Atlas? Was it B, Nothing Nowhere? Was it C, Together in Tragedy? Or D, Our Last Night? Pictures of you, pictures of me. I was on your wall for the world to see. What song was that for? Like Brothers and Sisters Pictures or something like that? It was like a, th- a theme song for TV, a TV show. TV show, yeah. yeah. Um, it was Nothing Nowhere. Correct, Nick Brown. Yes. Together in Tragedy had a song called Ghost Morn. It was actually mm. pretty sick, so check that one out. But Nick Nine, how many of the current bands on the Unify lineup have played before? Is it A9? I mean, sorry, is it A5? B7? C9? Or D11? How the fuck am I supposed to oh, know that's that? that's a great question, Nick. I got the quiz master. You got 11? Yep. That's a great guess because it's 9C. You no, should have kept guessing C, Nick. C, sorry. I've been told the rest of the bands that are on Unify. Oh. There's two more. Can you name any of the bands that have played before? Uh, that are on Unify? there right yes. now? Give me a couple. Amity. Yes. Violent Soho. Yes. That's... that's Seven more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of them. I can't remember who's on the fucking lineup. Dream on Dreamer. Dream on Dreamer. Ocean Grove. Good band. Thornhill. Good band. Yours truly. Good band. Wax. Good band. Pride Lance. Good band. Gravemine. Good band. A lot of good bands on there. A lot of good bands. Wait for the Thursday night billing. You're probably going to get a couple of double Ooh. ups there, Dick. I reckon that's where you're going to get you a couple of extras for Nick. Ten. Yes. yes. Okay. Did you listen to the what we did on the weekend um, podcast? No, I didn't. That kind of rules that question. No, go for it. Go for it. No, well, it's it's impossible. It's a story from the, the, okay, the episode. Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, Nick, I'll do. It. I'll get it right. I don't care. So there's some random bridge that Burjo encountered on his run over the weekend on Saturday, Nick. Burjo's running. So apparently, so no gym. <laughs> Burjo's raging. Very very long beard in the wind. Feels it. Massively. So okay. on this bridge, there's a couple of random heads, Nick Brown. So mm. these people, so this bridge was made whenever it was made. And these people randomly throughout a night have come and grouted different heads on this bridge. So he's running into these heads, Nick Brown. So it goes one, two, three, man, woman, and what is the third head, Nick Brown? Elephant. What does my dad describe me as? A dickhead. Besides dickhead. <laughs> Cockhead. And Neanderthal, uh, Nick yeah. Brown. That's all right. But Nick, I'll give you the, the actual proper last question. Yes. <laughs> this is for the win. Okay, Nick. This is, this is the tiebreaker. Okay. I am with you now. Is A, a quote from a Star Wars movie from Darth Vader to his son Luke Skywalker. No, B, know. a line from the Lion King from Mufasa to Simba. No. C, a line you use before consuming copious amounts of experimental recreational hallucinogens at Unify each year. Yeah, that, that mad's up. Yeah. Or D, the lines knock loose a posted on their Instagram deck. No. I am with you is all they are posting. It's, there's no now. I might be wrong there. I don't know. <laughs> well, Nick, it's not loose anyway. I yes. thought we could talk about that a little yes. bit. But Nick, so you finally, you won the quiz. Congratulations to you. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get a track this week for not loose. You reckon this week? Is that, have they put a date or anything like that? Or we it's, still... the, the, it's this this week. They've, That's exciting. I'll, I'll actually, I'll get the post up. You keep talking. I'll tell you what, sec, if but, um, you, tell me this. If North Lane, Bring Me the Horizon, I'm thinking of like our top three albums for 2019. North Lane, Bring Me the Horizon and Knock Loose released an album this Friday, right? All at the same time. At midnight. Yep. Who are you listening to first? Knock loose. Knock loose. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, Nick, they made my thirty. 
Absolutely. None of those other albums made my... Th- Alien should have made my... Th- <laughs> Alien is unlikely, but, but... I think Knock Loose having not done anything in that time. Bring Me's had the, the EP since. Um, Northlands had a couple of singles. Yeah. Knock Loose have been quiet. They've been dormant. So, like, yeah. they've been playing a shitload of shows. But now, I'm ready. I'm I've, ready for I've heard the new. I've heard the new song. No, I've heard the new song. Uh, is that what you're going to be doing? You're going to be with me now? No, no. Listening I've, to the I've song? Heard oh, is it any good? Well, has breakdowns in it. Um... <laughs> Has a bit of like the the panic noise, wheel wheel noises. Has he gone? And there's a couple of punk beats. Has he gone? With, That's every knock loose song. Has he finally? <laughs> I've no your, idea. I've, your, I've heard it. Your influence over the years, Nick. Yeah. Remember the noises back in the day with the off off. Yes. The, the, the quack quack and then the. Well, the Hong Kong, like, Hong Kong could be. Is here. there a Hong Kong in it, Nick? Look, there may be two or three honks. I'm not here to give away, divulge any information that I shouldn't be. Oh, sausage. <laughs> nah, but dude, have you seen a couple other things? What happened during the week? What's happened? Uh, Northland. Yes, they've got like this big Patreon thing. Is What's that it what called, it Nick Brown? Ugh, What's your World favorite song? <laughs> exactly Great right, name. Nick Brown. So World Eaters is their new Patreon. So they're kind of jumping on the While She Sleeps, Sleep Society thing they created. A couple yep. of bands are doing this now. So What is it? So what are they, they're going out on their own, obviously. So they're going um, out on their own, Nick. So basically what you do, you sign up for a fee each month and you get exclusive. So you get locked up. Oh, you get no, locked up. You get sorry. locked up. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. Where do I pay? You get kind of exclusive, like... Um, to exclusive merch kind of things, pre-sale tickets, pre-releases um, for music, videos, like blogs and stuff privately with the band. You get to, yeah, Q&A shit. And all Q&A that shit, yeah. like you actually interact with North Lane and like you ask questions and you learn stuff. And it's cool. Like if you love a band enough, you're going to want to do yeah, this. Absolutely. So to support a band going out on their own, doing their own thing, this is a great uh, initiative. A lot of bands are doing it. And if you want, jump on um, World Eaters and yeah. get around North Lane. I'm a fan, big fan. Uh, Nick, I thought this was going to be Wankers of the Week. What is it? Uh, it's something new by a band called Mirrors. So they pushed their album, The Ego's Weight oh. album launch from this Friday. It was meant to have been released. Yeah, when's it going now? It's back to November 22nd. November 22nd? November 22nd, Nick. You know what they left us with? Do you remember the 22nd <laughs> night of November? <laughs> That's not the lyrics. <laughs> uh, Nick, I loved it. But dude, did you see Jace Mack go to town with some memes? No, I, I saw him saying he was <laughs> memeing mirrors. Yeah. And then I couldn't find it. And then I thought, is he just looking in a mirror and like posting memes? Or what's he doing? They posted that they've delayed this. Um, So the album the album was meant to be launched on Friday. So they actually posted that they got a single dropping this week, which is the best. They said, we'll save the best single to last. And it's like a screenshot with just the singer singing. Hmm. And Jace is Turn that picture of him singing into like seven different memes <laughs> and post it, and they're all getting like twenty likes. And then they're just like they post it, keep them coming. So they were loving it, but dude, Nick, so Trivium, the album that you were talking yes. about before. So the album is called In the Court of the Dragon. Shit name. Ten songs, fifty-two minutes. Oh, that's now, a Nick, long album. I used to love this band. Yeah. So I reckon back end of high school, 16, 17 years of age. Mitchell Parry, another one of our good friends. He loved the band. Sean Macker, two static grabbing a guitarist, mm. Nick. So. Big fans of Trivium. I don't know what happened across the years, but I've completely gone off Trivium. Yeah. And um, I, I will say this one thing. Like, I, I describe their album as consistent. So, from Go to Woe, their last probably eight albums, for whatever better or worse, it's been really, really consistent throughout. Like, they don't flaw. I mean, they, they don't go away from the, the basic principles of what they do. The drumming on this is really, really good. But, Nick, I just can't do Heafy. Beefy, Heafy, and his shitty lyrics. It's just something yeah. about the cringy. I don't know. Like... I, would they, always, always, were they always bad? Because like, it was the same Wolf My Valentine where they're like, they're just lyrically, they're shocking. But well, I just don't know if they were always like this or maybe we were just younger and we didn't know. care. And we're like listening to them go, Waking the Demon. We're like, yeah, like that's so fucking deep, bro. <laughs> like, but like even Bullet was singing about love and like betrayal and all that stuff. Whereas <laughs> Bu- like 
Trivium don't sing about anything. They talk about drag. Like it's I, a game is it's a game is paradise. Probably this band like metal hooked up with gaming like references and stuff. And like I don't know, it's yeah. a bit got it's a bit been, of this. It's been done to death. The Scott stage, the Scott Stapps with the, the the kind of cleans I get from Beefy. I don't Heafy. like his cleans at all. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of things when you grow up and you go past them that you don't enjoy. And this album's it's consistent. If you love Trivium, you're gonna love it. It's yeah. literally the same as what they've been releasing for ten years. And that's your thing. If that's your thing, but. Yeah, it's not for me anymore. Now. Yeah, they're one of those bands because like every time I see someone post a review of it, it's always really positive. But I'm just, I just haven't cared about him. You know what? The only song I really care about from Trivium is In Waves. In Waves, I, I love it because the I'm intro, that. the intro song, the intro track to that because it's on that album. I think it's called In Waves, the album. And it's, there's like a big, like kind of orchestral big intro, and then it kind of builds for like a minute and a half, and then it goes, where everyone goes fucking crazy. I used to love that shit. I got to say to you, so they are a massive band in the scene. Yeah, I don't think they've ever had that song. Like In Waves is a brilliant song, but I don't think I reckon that's been their problem from getting over mainstream. They've never had that one song to propel yeah. them to the top. Whereas Bullet had Tears Don't Fall. That was the biggest song yeah. in the scene for probably ages and ages. Bring Me, You've Got Thrown. Fucking Parkway's got. A, a bazillion songs, but let's say pray now for yeah. p- for argument's Vice sake. Grip whatever, Vice grip. Yeah. I don't carrying, yeah, carry. Yeah. I don't think Trivium have ever had that song. Like, yeah. In Waves is a great song, but like I don't think they've ever propelled to the masses. They've always been in the metal realms, and the metal lords love yeah. them and stuff like that. But I, I think that's what's been holding them back. But Nick, yes, uh, the better sessions. So they've yes. got a new song that, uh, announced. So Inertia, Crimea River. But Justin Timberlake, but Justin Timberlake has made it. So this—that's dr- insanity, Nick. I, I when this came hey, out, better not fuck this up because oh, that's a great song, Nick. It's been out for so long. So this came out August twenty. I remember it when it popped up. I'm like, why the fuck are these bands doing these covers? Yeah. But it was for the it was for the better session. So Jace Burjo, the Annie Vinyl Club boys, they've done a great job on this. It's going to be really exciting. So that's going to be moving forward. Nick Don Broco. Yes. They stitched us up. What's happened? I added a song called Endorphins to the Backbone um, playlist on, yeah. um, on Friday. Listened to it a couple of times at work. You know what happened when I went to listen to it yesterday? It got taken down. Got fucking taken it really? down. It got taken down, Nick. That's what I thought you were going to give the wankers of the week to. No, but God, no. The biggest week... I mean, Nick, the biggest news possibly of the year has happened. What? So, the grand final episode. I actually was listening to it during the week. Just uh, just, uh, just reminiscent of just like listening to the grand final artists and who played and... You had a call, Nick, um, about a artist, an Australian royalty. Um, her name is Kylie Minogue. Yes. And you called for her to headline I'm the grand final entertainment. Around. I'm Moving spinning around. Well, Nick, yes. this might be possible. She's moved back. She's moved Ooh. back to Australia for the first time in 30 years from England. She might be the saviour for the grand final. What do you think of this? I'm rock hard. I just can't, I can't contain myself. I feel like I this. I feel as excited as I do when I was watching the Masked Singer's grand final. <laughs> we had inside word on that. <laughs> what the Masked Singer? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> uh, also, uh, um, yes. one more thing. Um, that, have you heard much about the Rancid Eddie shit? Um, no, Nick. Oh, really? No, talk to me. Uh, so, look, I have not been paying attention to this, but I've kind of had an eye. Ideas. A band called Rancid Eddie. They had this song called Dry. I'm going to get a lot of this wrong. I know Baker's so Eddie. Keep, keep this on mind. No, yes. Rancid Eddie. Yeah, cool. I think it's called Rancid yeah, Eddie. Yeah. And um, they had a song called Dry and it was going huge on Triple J. Everyone was like, this might win the uh, one. The countdown, the countdown, 100. Yep. Yeah. And essentially, like, I hadn't heard the song. You listen to the lyrics came out, like, you know, people listening to the lyrics and they were pretty fucking gross like really bad and then grotesque that's not yeah good. really like grotesque kind of like that old band um, 
the band I did with, not the song, that with the song grotesque. Good call, oh, mate. <laughs> and then they kind of um, they came out in like their Instagram stories, or they're going live, or like they're replying on TikTok, and they were just kind of doubling down on a lot of it. And they've kind of been quote unquote cancelled, I guess, if you want to call it. You know what the weird thing is about this, but Nave, talk to me. I, the song's kind of shit. I don't really care for it all. I don't know enough to really comment on it. But the thing yep. I wanted to talk about was oh, no. for about three days, I thought that they were calling out a member of the band Rancid who was named Eddie. That's the first thing I thought when you <laughs> so, said Rancid. I'm like, what the fuck have they like, done? I was like, man, that's that's a bit late. We're a bit late to do that, aren't we? <laughs> like, it was about 30 years ago when they were a band or whatever. It might have been longer. I have no fucking clue. One of the great punk bands of all time, Rancid. <laughs> it was like, they're like, no, they're a band called Rancid. Like, oh, I don't know if that makes more or less sense, but like, it was just the weirdest shit to That's me. weird. But yeah, that being said, fuck Rancid Eddie, I think. I, I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of people call him out, but I don't really, I need a, I need a read into. I yeah, really, I'm going to really have to do know. the same. Uh, but that being said, Nathan, listen to Hyper Days during the week, and do we it. will see you next Sunday. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <My bad. laughs>